0: Hey, how's it going? Mike here, back again for the Otakuology Podcast. And this is Mike's Mini Pod, where we cover all things comic books. And right now, we are going through, or trying to go through, the entire run of Invincible. Uh, It's been a while since I've done one of these, so bear with me. But we are looking at today Invincible Issue 15. If you don't remember what happened before, uh, Mark, aka Invincible, and an Omni Man got into a big fight. Omni Man left the Earth, and um, we got some new members of the Guardians of the Globe. And Immortal uh, came back. Somehow he came back, and he is now a part of the, or he's, he's the consultant for the Guardians of the Globe. And we also had somewhat of a small alien invasion, if you remember that from the uh, Flaxons, if I remember correct. I think it was the Flaxons. They were the green aliens. But our story starts out in this particular issue. We have Robot. He's tinkering with some stuff. I think this is from the aftermath of the last issue where we see Robot and Monster Girl. And Robot's like, hey, Monster Girl... 'Cause I don't remember what her name is, I just know her as Monster Girl. Uh, Robot's like, hey, look, we need to actually talk about you and you being on the team, Monster Girl. And she's like, yeah, what of it? Like, what 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 do you mean? You know? And he she's and robots like, look, you're not a bad teammate. Like, you're actually a pretty good, like, superhero. But we need to talk about your uh non-superhero activities which means all the stuff you're doing off uh our missions which is uh particularly trying to hit on the newest member of the team bulletproof and she has a thing for bulletproof. if you don't remember monster girl uh her power she turns into a big huge monster and a side effect of that is she actually slowly starts to de age. So she's like, I want to say like in her 30s or like or late 20s. I can't remember exactly what she what her age is, but she looks like um I want to say like sort of pre pubescent teenager. Pubescent? I can't talk. Pubescent teenager. And Uh, apparently uh old bulletproof new member of the guardians of the globe he has uh went to hr which is apparently robot and robot uh is having to talk about monster girl and her um her inappropriate um words that she is saying and trying to hit on uh bulletproof because she comes on so strong in the last issue apparently she's been at it again uh and bulletproof does not like that very much and Rob, uh robot is talking to monster girl and monster girl is like oh like what's going on you know i am like i am a woman it is natural for me to have these urges which is not wrong not wrong whatsoever but apparently people get a little freaked out about it because of the way she looks you know uh and uh, he's like, look, can you just like, kind of stop doing what you're doing? Like, come on. Like, we need you on the team. We need Bulletproof on the team. And she's like, look, I got a few years left of of doing this uh, superhero shit. And I don't know how long, much longer it's going to be until I become an infant. And she's like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because... I want to be me. And it's the easiest part of being me and not having to think about that. I'm going to fucking de-age. She's just like, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be who I am. And Robot makes it a, um, he makes, uh, he comes up with this plan. We don't know what the plan is yet, but he's going, he took some of her DNA. He's going to try to find out exactly how, she is de aging, and how he can possibly stop her from de aging. Do I see possibly a robot, uh, monster girl ship? Yeah, I do. In this particular situation, as we transition from that train wreck, we go to the next day, or I should say, what happened previously, where we saw Mark and his mom, and his mom was drunkenly crying on the bathroom floor or kitchen floor, whatever it was. Uh, the next day happens, and uh, Things are a little bit awkward between Mark and his mom, to say the least. And his mom's like, look, we need to we need to talk what happened. And Mark's kinda like, no, you know, we don't we don't really need to talk. And, and you know, uh, she's like, Look, uh, like some things happened, some things were said last night. None of the things I said last night really meant anything. I was just so upset. With what happened with what happened with your what your father did you know and we can't let those things define us and mark's always like saying like you're thinking apparently like what if what if things were different what if uh, i did something else and his mom's like look we we can't think about the what if we just have to particularly live in the moment and mark goes off to school Apparently, he is late for school, and which I don't think that's really a big thing because he's a superhero and he can just fly off to school, but unless he's trying to keep his like low key not be a superhero type of thing, uh but we see, oh God, what was her name? I don't know why I forgot her name. It's just been a while since I've read Invincible. Uh, but we see Amber and Amber is at school. Mark, apparently she, Amber is waiting for Mark and, uh, she's like, Hey, Mark, where are you going? I've been waiting for you. And he's like, "What? aren't you supposed to be in class? And she's like, Hey, my class doesn't start until like second period because technically I have study all at the time. And she's like, Hey, can we talk? Can we get together? And, you know, haven't seen you in a while. And Mark's like, Oh, sorry. I don't really know about that. Uh, things have been going on and uh, yeah it's kind of not a good time so I don't think we should really hang out at this moment so after that awkward uh, um, talk with uh, Amber uh, Mark or Invincible gets buzzed off and we see him at the U.S. Pentagon he's flying down and he's like yeah hey Cecil what's going on and Cecil's like, hey, we got a situation on our hands. And this blue fish guy shows up and he's like, hey, we, you told us we get to take him. We get to take Invincible. Uh, and Cecil's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said you can take him. You're allowed to take him. But I want to talk to him first. And the, the fish guy's like, very well. Uh, you can, you can, you can uh, talk to this Invincible. But make it quick, which we have things that need to get done. And we see these two fishmen. If you don't remember, there was a fishman on the Guardians of the Globe. He unfortunately died at the hands of um, Omni-Man. And Invincible is very, very confused about this situation. And he's like, Look, Cecil says, Look, kid, look. This is what's going on. So apparently, everything with your dad, Omni Man, was broadcast to the world and uh there was this law between the the fishman civilization and uh something to do with their 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 king or whatever and because your father killed uh the fishman, I don't remember what his name is uh I don't even know if they said his name in uh that particular issue that he showed up in to be honest uh, I called them bootleg Aquaman. Uh since he is off world we can't take Omni-Man into, into, into custody so this is what's gonna happen you are gonna take the fall for what your father did they're gonna take you and Mark's like what? they're gonna execute me? what's going on with this? so apparently what's going on is no he's actually gonna marry the queen and uh the king or the guardian of the globe uh, member his name was aquaria aquarius if i remember correctly and aquarius died so what happens is they can't they the fish people haven't found a suitable host at this moment so what they're gonna do is get the next best thing The person child who killed aquarius uh is gonna marry uh the fish queen and So this is what's going to happen. And apparently uh, a series of unfortunate events. And Cecil's like, hey, look, I would normally tell you, tell them to just go shove it. But they have some resources that we need and want. And we we don't want to make them mad and, you know, get on their fishy bad side. And as they continue to talk about this, uh, Cecil tells Invincible that, hey, look, We have our legal team looking into this to see if we can find a loophole. But for right now, Invincible, just go along with this. Just play ball. We need to figure this out. And Invincible's like, "Uh, okay, fellas, uh, I'm all yours. And Invincible and the fish people fly off. So Invincible goes off to the deep ocean. We see him in a little submarine with the fish people. And we transition from that to Debbie... And uh, if I remember correctly, it's Omni Man's publisher because he wrote books, which I totally forgot to talk about. Debbie was going to go talk to the publisher because all the publishing rights to or royalties to his books were going to Debbie and Mark. And we find out that his books are kind of selling like gangbusters. And we see Debbie with his publicists. And she's like, "Um, is that a, uh, is that a robot behind you in the window? She's like, oh, uh, that's my husband. Uh, Just wait a minute. So we get this really funny interaction with a superhero I totally forgot was in this universe. Which, now that I remember correctly, I think he was at the funeral. I can't remember. But we get Super Patriot. Super Patriot shows up and he's a, a cyborg pseudo-Captain America with like crazy gun arms. That's the best way I can explain him. He is very very 90s and uh, we find out that Omni-Man's book publisher she um, she is married to Super Patriot and he's like hey look honey I brought your (laughs) brought your your lunch and uh, she's like "Uh, couldn't you have just used the door uh, or the elevator and He's like, you know, I don't like it when the guys hassle, the security guys hassle me about this. And he's like, look, um, I picked up some movies for a movie night for date night. And can you pick up some some food on the way home? And uh, she's like, yeah, sure. That's yeah, that's fine. Uh, We find out that the uh, publisher's name is Claire. So we're not going to call her publisher lady now. It's Claire. And we get this funny scene of him hanging out the window, delivering her food. And Claire is like, look, you wouldn't believe what it's like to be married to a superhero. And uh, uh, Debbie's like, oh, uh, don't you know? uh, So uh, we're going to have this really interesting friendship between Claire and Debbie now. So we go from that funny interaction to under the sea, under the sea uh, with Invincible and the fish people. And Invincible arrives at the, which I'm guessing is kind of like Atlantis uh, under the ocean. And they give him this breathing apparatus so he can breathe. And Invincible meets the queen. And he's like, um, hey, how's it going? And she's like, oh, at long last We can get on with this. And, you know, my husband, my future husband has arrived. And we see the the man standing next to her. He's a fish man and like a weird looking tuxedo type of thing. And he's like, you will approach, you will address her as your majesty or royal highness. Um, You know, we will have no disrespect from you, earth breathers. And he and we see the queen. She's like, Lathan, we will not disrespect our future king you got me you got me like that you know and he's like um okay uh i'm not offended but uh what's going on are we getting married and lathan's like oh the the ceremony is today and mark has this very shocked look on his face and he's like what it's today who knew and so we transition from that back to debbie and claire and claire is leaving the building and debbie catches claire and Debbie's like, hey, Claire, if you have a minute, would you like to get a cup of coffee and, and talk? Uh, because there there seems to be some kind of bond between Debbie and Claire, because they're both married to superheroes. But I don't think Claire knows that Debbie is Omni-Man's wife at this moment. She just knew him as uh, Nolan Grayson. And we get this really heartfelt interaction where Debbie starts to break down about everything that happens and Claire goes to comfort her so we can see them having this interesting interaction this, this very human interaction of two people who never have met each other this is the first time they're meeting and uh they're hopefully going to be striking up a very very interesting interesting uh friendship slash maybe potential support group for married superhero people, it seems like. But I really actually do like this scene a lot. So after that, we find out exactly what's going to happen to Mark, which this part is pretty funny. And we see uh Fishman uh, uh he is uh getting Mark ready for what's to come, and he's like look you're gonna wear this dress he's like what i gotta wear a dress and he's like lathan's like yeah you have to wear this dress for battle He's like for battle yeah you have to beat the uh the depth dweller and after you beat him and, and uh fight for the right to become king you must copulate with aquaria and solidify your marriage and become the king and he's like Mark says, like, what? Wait, I have to do what? Yeah, and, and Lathan's like, yeah, you're, you're gonna uh copulate. And Mark's like, wait, you want me to do it with Aquaria? And he and Lathan's like, yes, it's a tradition that has been going on for centuries, you know, it's it's this thing you do. And Mark's like, well, after I defeat this death, this depth d- uh, dweller. I have to copulate with the fish lady and then uh, do we leave to do this or do we, you know, and he's like, no, you're going to do it right there where everybody can watch you. That's got to be an awkward moment to say the least. I mean, come on. Uh, I don't remember if Mark lost his V card or not, but that is a a very interesting situation to say the least and we see this look of sadness come over Lathan's face and he's like if you'll excuse me but I gotta go but as Lathan leaves uh for Mark to get ready uh we hear this voice and Cecil is in Mark's earpiece and he's like hey kid what's going on like what's the situation down there and he and Mark's like well I'm about to lose my virginity, and Cecil's like, "Wait, what? You're you're a virgin?" And Mark's like, "Yeah, I'm a virgin. I just turned 18. Well, what exactly do you want from me?" And uh, Cecil's like, "Look, kid, we're gonna try to do our best to get you out of this. Uh, we didn't realize it was the the, the ceremony was today, and we only have six hours to figure out what exactly is gonna happen to Mark's virginity." Then we have this interaction with the Mauler Twins. The Mauler Twins are trying to steal some sort of uh, technology, which can finally figure out which one of them is the clone and which one of them is the original. Uh, As this is going on, Immortal shows up, and the Immortal is like, "Um, look, uh, you're not going to be doing this. And the Mauler Twins are like, hey, You should be thanking us for us putting you back together uh, because we did a really good job at it. And um, the Immortal looks very, very upset and perturbed. And he's like, I wouldn't consider what's coming next a proper thank you. But I'll let you be the judge of that. So, I think the Mahler twins are gonna possibly get the shit beat out of them. Just saying. We flash black. We flash black. We f- flash back to Debbie and Claire having a cup of coffee, like I said earlier. And uh, they start talking. And Debbie just comes out and says it Omni Man is her husband. And Claire is kind of shocked. And she's like, Wait, Omni Man is your husband? And Debbie's like, Yeah. And I, I just needed somebody to talk to you because we don't find many people who are married to superheroes. And, you know, of course, uh, Claire can imagine uh, she says out loud, man, if only people knew that Omni-Man wrote those books, how much more we can sell? And Debbie's kind of like, come on, like, come on, really? You know, and uh, she's like, Claire says, so Omni-Man just left the planet. I saw everything that happened and Claire says, is he truly gone off the planet? And Debbie says, yes. And Claire says, so uh, he really is a jerk who just tried to like take over the world and uh, screw, screw everybody over, you know? And Debbie's like, look, it's a little bit more complicated than that to say the least. And then we transition from their little coffee uh, get-together back to Invincible, getting ready to fight the Depth-Dweller. So, finally, Invincible is ready to take on the Depth-Dweller. He's getting ready to go out there. And uh, Invincible kind of puts two and two together that Lathan is actually in love with his queen. And he's like, you you love her, don't you, Lathan? And he's like, yeah, I do. God, yes, I do love her, and I wish I could marry her, but I am not royalty, and royalty cannot or not royalty can cannot marry royalty. So they hatch this plan together, to where we we get this weird picture this panel where they're going to go out to the arena and we see the death dweller and then we see uh, Aquaria in like a bikini and she's like laying on this rock all seductively looking and waiting for her, her King to show up so they can bounce. You know how it is. And so Lathan and Invincible hatch this plan to where, Lathan's going to be the one to basically kill or defeat the Depth Dweller, and what Invincible actually does is he uh, he basically does like a thunderclap and shoots Lathan into uh, the Depth Dweller's stomach, causing the um, the Depth Dweller to basically keel over and possibly die i'm not really for sure about that and we see uh the uh aquaria swim over and she's like oh lathan oh my god are you are you i never thought you would be the one to uh to be so heroic and they uh end up having fish sex in the ocean and it's awkward but invincible is happy that he doesn't have to marry a fish lady Yay for Invincible. And so we switch back after that Invincible leaves. We see, um, Debbie and Claire talking and they seem to have really formed a friendship, which is really cool. And, uh, they're like, you know, Claire's like, sorry, I missed your, you missed your flight, Debbie, you know, and Claire and Debbie's like, it's okay. I called my son. He's going to come pick me up. And, uh, we get this funny little interaction between invincible debbie and claire and uh, <laughs> debbie just blows mark's cover which is pretty funny and and mark is like look mom you can't just be throwing my name out there like that mom come on um i got a secret identity to, uh, identity to protect and she's debbie's like look i'm your mother i can tell whoever i want about your uh, secret identity because this is Super Patriot's wife. And Mark's like, what? Super Patriot? How cool is that? And, she, and he he says, you know Super Patriot? And she's like, yeah, I know Super Patriot. I know him well enough to be married to him, go out and buy takeout and Chinese food, you know, get, get on the way home. And uh, we get this really funny interaction, which I do. I do really like. In um, we uh they say their goodbyes and and we get this, hey, uh, can we still order that pizza we talked about earlier? Because they did talk about ordering pizza earlier, which I totally forgot about them ordering pizza. So, our comic ends with William and Eve lying on his bed, I think it is, and I think it's his bed because yeah, because Eve went to see William last issue and william says to eve hey how did you exactly know mark's secret identity and you know because he was in costume and stuff and eve is like well uh i knew him because we had a team up together and i noticed him in costume and william's like shocked face in costume. And she's like what in costume what do you mean she's like uh don't you know i'm adam eve uh, i thought you would already know and he, he he does the same thing that he did with mark way back when and he's like so you can uh and he points to the sky you can fly right he's like fly uh, yeah of course i can fly uh, what are you uh looking at me like that for And we get the scene that we got earlier, earlier in the series where Mark took William flying and now it's the reverse. Eve is taking William flying and they both say the same thing is this is so gay, (laughs) which I don't know if that works nowadays in the climate of uh, 2022 saying everything's gay, you know, oh, flying's gay. But uh, that's the end of our particular issue for issue 15. Now, what exactly did I think of this issue? To be honest, this issue I felt was just okay. I feel like it's very much sort of a transitional period from what we had before with the fight with Omni Man and Invincible. And we're getting this weird transitional period to slowly moving to the next story and slowly building up new story elements and new plot threads throughout the series uh i thought the fish part with the fishmen was kind of funny it was a little wordy at times not much action happens in this a lot is with talking heads and people walking around and stuff like that we get very little action in this particular issue. Uh, I like the, the, the development of Claire and Debbie's relationship. Uh, we'll have to see where that goes because I think that's actually really good. Um, instead of Debbie going and becoming an alcoholic and a drunk and being depressed, she's hopefully trying to work through things that happen throughout or what have happened throughout this series. Like I don't think this is a bad issue but it's not necessarily one of my favorite issues in this and then we'll get to the next issue soon which i think is it the free comic book day issue that's next yeah it's the free comic book day issue that's next cuz there's spawn and witchblade and savage dragon on that cover right there you know i mean it this was just this was just an average okay issue it doesn't it didn't blow me away uh, the art was solid, like usual, and we get little, little nuggets or little, little, little character development here and there. You know, Invincible is starting to take on a more, uh, more and more responsibility uh, throughout his superhero career, and we get the little aspect of potentially there being something between robot and monster girl, which I do hope that they do explore more in this in this particular series which i do like which i'm still wondering how they exactly robot is robot which i hope they do explain that later on like they never talk about how robot was made and stuff like that i'm really interested to see where monster girl goes in this um yeah it was there were a lot of great callbacks from the beginning of the series in this in this particular issue, I liked that Super Patriot showed up. I thought that was funny and very much out of nowhere. Um, who thought they would be using Super Patriot? Which I think Super Patriot is a Youngbloods character. Please let me know if I'm right or wrong in that aspect. Uh, but it's interesting to see that the Youngbloods or a Youngblood character is in the Invincible Universe, which I think I think he was in like an in a Young Bloods comic at the time. Which if you know Young Bloods, oh my God, Young Bloods is uh Youngbloods is something else. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But yeah, this one didn't blow me away. It was just a average uh down the road issue, and I look forward to reading the next issue. So let's get on with that and we'll get on the next issue. Please make sure to check out all of our other podcasts that we do for the Otakuology podcast, our main podcast, um, all the other little bonus podcasts we do, the Pokemon and the other comic book stuff that we do and the movie reviews that we have. We have a website, uh, otakuologypodcast.com. You can find us at uh, Instagram at Otakology Podcast and on Twitter as well. You can reach out to us if you'd like. Like, share, subscribe, check out our YouTube channel for our all of our stuff that's on there. And, you know, hope you guys have fun. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. And uh, stay safe and uh, have a good weekend. See you guys later.